Hello, I'm Lucy Barkas and I've got a question. Are you Leader X? Someone who might not yet realise the potential they have to change the world of work, all thanks to the decade you were born in and the decade you grew up in. You can find out in this, the Leader X podcast. It's for the next generation of leaders. A call for you to step up, stand up for what you believe and lead with impact. You're already leading and influencing and have so much experience to offer. I want to challenge the belief that there is a real leadership talent shortage. There's not. There is a whole generation of brilliant leaders who think differently, act differently and want to lead differently. I call you to take your seat at the top table and own your potential. You might not think you're ready, but you are. You are in the perfect position to step up and bring about great change in the decade ahead. In this podcast, we're talking about all the things that make XGen who they are and the values they have. It's likely some leader X's don't even know who they are, but trust me, by the end of this six episode series, it'll all become clear. So we covered autonomy and soon we will look at how freedom and fun come into play. But for the next 20 minutes or so, it's all about Leader X's take on relationships and how it makes them great. Prepare for the biggest dose of nostalgia yet in our Bet You Remember This feature. But let's get into it. As always, Rich Hurst is here to help guide you through it with me. So let's go. Yep. This is the Leader X podcast. All right, Lucy, so in this section about relationships, we're starting with a new definition of the word family. Yeah. So what we saw in the early 80s and 90s was a real change in what family actually meant. You know, that we saw the divorce rate going up. We saw the pressures of having two parents working and all the stress that that comes with it. And so for the first time, the Generation X were living in two different homes. They were having to find their way, adapt their style um, with different families, diff- you know, blending into new, you know, sharing rooms with stepbrothers and sisters. But also uh, what came from that is because their parents are off, you know, figuring out their own stuff, um, they weren't around to lean on to support in the same way that maybe the millennials had from their parents. So the X-Gen found a new sense of family and they found that through their tribes, their friends, the, the people that they relied on. And it was, yeah, a sense of, you know, where do I belong? Where do I fit in? Do you say that they were left out in the cold a bit? Yeah, they felt like that. Mm. They always felt like they were on the outside looking in. Mm-hmm. You know, everybody else seemed to to have this, you know, perfect world or perfect family or, you know, just be able to just slot in. And I think it always made them feel a little bit left field, a little bit left out. I think step relatives and having to create those kind of relationships is what makes X-Gen good at making teams. Hugely. You know, I was a child of, you know, a divorce and yes, suddenly I was having to find this new family, you know, step aunties and uncles and cousins. And yeah, I understand what it was like being the outsider, the newcomer, but also how difficult it was for everybody else trying to figure their way through it. So yeah, taking that into the team environment and leading others, just understanding what that forming, storming kind of uh, basis is like. 
they're, they're naturals. They've lived it. They've experienced it from a young age. And they, and how aware are they of what they missed out on as well? They're probably not that aware mm. until they actually find what a good team is and that sense of that belonging and that that sense of tribe. But I fit in now. It's only then when they experience it that they're like, ah, oh, this is what I've been missing. And so we want more of it, which is where Leader X is so powerful because they put teams and relationships right at the heart of the way that they lead. And let's talk about those tribes for a little bit, just about the kind of groups that you found yourself fitting into. What sort of circumstances would, would that involve? Yeah, so if you take away the, the family element of it, let's think about the more social side. Um, some of those tribes you might have found through clubs or societies or sports teams, you know, they became your gang. It may have been when you left home and you suddenly were house sharing um, and almost being a little bit like Friends, the TV show. <laughs> they became your new family. But also, we I noticed there was a real shift in the 90s when we really headed into the clubbing culture. It wasn't about fighting people on the terraces anymore, that everyone was going down the nightclub and giving everybody a hug. <laughs> um, and it didn't matter who you were, backgrounds, what your political or religious beliefs were. Actually, we were all in it together having a good time. See, so yeah, ex you started the whole hugging strangers thing yeah i know <laughs> and we've all done it a we've all done it but b we've also probably been that stranger yeah we? and you know what it's not a bad thing <laughs> it's a good sign remember x geners it's these are all good signs don't forget that yeah. now stop what you're doing stop listening and hug the stranger next to So this is the bit in each podcast where we stop and go back and reminisce about the things Leader X grew up with and was influenced by. And whilst we're on the subject of relationships, we thought we'd remember some of the stuff that was around when Leader X was young and the stuff that reflected those important times they went through. And here's our trusty cassette player with a cassette labelled, Bet You Remember This. Believe it or not, there were so many things around us that reflected Leader X's incredible ability to form tribes and create relationships. You know, when I think back, uh, the TV that we were all watching, things like, well, Friends, of course, Biker Grove, Cold Feet, mm. Beverly Hills, 90210, remember that one? And of course, Dawson's Creek, one of my favourites. Dawson's Creek does stand out. Yeah. Yes, it does. Oh, and because not only do you have the three, the, the characters come together, but also their their parents actually were in that situation where Leader X might have been in, where you know there's not actually complete harmony. There's yeah. drama up there, and they can't necessarily rely on them that much. Well, exactly. And you know, with all of these, that the parents were either dealing with their own crap, um, just you know trying to survive, going to work. So actually, in all of those TV programs, it was all about. Yeah, relying on your friends, all coming together, forming your own tribe, different people from uh, with different issues, different homes, but they they leaned in on each other. They were the ultimate support. So yeah, it's no surprise that Leader X thinks and feels the same. Especially when you think about Cold Feet as well, how yeah. everyone came in from different places, the differences, because it's still on now. Yeah, and they've been through real yeah. trials and tribulations together, um, which has made them stronger. Mm. And yeah, they lean on e in on each other. And even when you know the parents are, are getting older and going through their own issues, again, it's the friends that the, that get them through it. And Biker Grove as I well. Know. <laughs> 
as, if, as, if, as, if, as if Biker Grove was shaping us and we didn't really I know, but again, realize. you know, you had the elder, the, the wiser Jeff, who pulled it all together, a bit like the uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi kind of character. Ah, Star Wars again. Exactly yeah. a reference. But again, it was just a load of kids coming together, finding their own fun and, and working it out as they went along, which is so typically Leader X. Mm. Does the Goonies count? Yeah, really? totally. Well, think about it. Again, it was like their summer holidays and the parents were off um, doing their thing. So the kids had to find their own fun. And oh my God, didn't they achieve the impossible too? They and they're all quirky and a bit weird as well. So it, it just goes to show. See, and now, of course, you start, the more you talk about those relationships with parents and kids and the, the, the movies and things you grew up watching. And it, it was all in there without realising. Yeah. It was a, re- a reflection back to where we were as kids and what was going on in our own lives. And E.T. Yeah. In E.T., obviously, I mean, that's that's kind of an incredible story. And there's maybe not necessarily the huge friends tribe there, but there's certainly the reflection in the parents and what's going on with them. Absolutely, because, yeah, you remember the, the scene where um, Elliot's poorly and his mum just shoves a thermometer because she's <laughs> she too busy to deal with this. And then she, she was never at home. Well, she wasn't. There was an alien living in her house and she didn't even notice. <laughs> Because she was so caught up in her own stuff. That's what it was like to be a leader ex-kid. Where, where do things, where do those those sort of newer TV shows fit into it all then? Where do things like Big Brother, Cast Away, you know, yeah. The Island? All so this of... is really interesting because um, as we kind of grew up, um, our TV uh, or what we wanted to watch reflected that, um, that, yeah, we were stepping into our adulthood. But all of these reality TV shows that you see now actually first started off with just groups of people thrown into a situation um, just to see how those relationships panned out, whether they could survive, whether they would have massive arguments or they'd be able to work through that conflict. Now it's all become a bit celebrity style. But back then it really was all about um, a social experiment almost about relationships. You're listening to the Leader X podcast with Lucy Barkas and Rich Hurst. So we're talking about uh, relationships and how Leader X values their relationships and the reasons they think about yeah. relationships that way. Um, how are we seeing the the negative effects of, of relationships, the bad side of it playing out? At the or minute? not having relationships. Not having relationships, yeah. Historically, or what we've seen at least over the last 20, 30 years, is very much competition, leading with fear, creating divides about us and them. And in the workplace, what that looks like is the sales team blaming the the marketing team for not delivering or the customer service team blaming the sales team for not, you know, being clear about the terms and conditions. Um, So actually, rather than coming together and trying to work together on solutions, they're all too busy blaming each other. Um, And that means that the the leaders spend most of their time dealing with just sorting out conflict. And unfortunately, you know, what I see more recently is, you know, politics has gone that way more than ever, which I hate to say the Brexit word or even see what, you know, is going on over the borders, over the ocean with um, Trump. But they are in power by creating divide. And thankfully, there are other leaders out there who are talking about unity, about coming together, uh, about build, building relationships. But at the moment, you know, um, 
the fear mongering, the breaking relationship seems to be winning. So you think Leader X is seeing all this around them at the minute? Of it, and like you say, you know, with, with politics, it's it's there for the world to see. But yeah. within your own organisation, it's just elaborate a bit more about what it looks like. I see it so often that the leader feels that, you know, they want to be dealing with the bigger strategic stuff, you know, um, looking holistically at uh, the big the big questions and driving forward the vision. But they're being dragged down, almost having to do all the bog snorkeling. So getting involved in all of the detail purely because nobody knows how to do relationships, how to do teamwork. And so Leader X, because they value this, they understand how painful and inefficient it is. They put relationships and bringing people together right at the forefront. It's not easy. It means having some pretty tough conversations and some quite vulnerable conversations at times. But the payoff is so worth it. We mentioned that vulnerability thing when we talked about uh, we talked about autonomy yeah. in the previous episode, didn't we? So there's a kind of uh, autonomy and relationships. You can't mash up do here. one. Yeah, you can't do relationships without being vulnerable. You know, in terms of that that intersection of me and we, which is where Leader X excels. They want you to be independent free thinkers, but they want you to feel that safety of the team and that support so that together you can accomplish great things. If you go too much about the team, there's no responsibility. If you go too much towards autonomy, um, you're all just being really selfish. So that's where Leader X is different. So in theory, those relationships and those situations we talked about before, um, Sometimes in the case of having step relatives to deal with out of, out of nowhere, having to create tribes for people you didn't know before, but you were kind of forced to because there wasn't necessarily that environment at home. Actually having to do all that when you were younger puts you in a great position to, to be Absolutely. leader X now. Yeah, it's, it feels almost innate that this is just how we do relationships. This is how we make friends. This is how we, we muck in together. And yeah, in the book, Leader X, I talk about how you can actually create this. Um, something that feels so innate to Gen X, I give you kind of some tips and, and processes that you can follow. Again, it's just another way that the stuff that you went through, you didn't think, you thought yeah. just, just shaped you growing up as a person. Yeah, and we need but you now. Actually, yeah, this is, this is it's time to step in. I love yeah. the idea of being at that intersection between me and we. Yeah, it's really powerful. Yeah, and you know what? It's okay if you overstep the marks slightly as long as you're aware of it um, and if somebody gives you feedback on it and that you take it again going back to leaning on your tribe to keep you on the right course but also having that um, autonomy to say I messed up or this I'm going to live or die by my decisions um, so that's why the sweet spot is is perfect but yeah of course you're never going to stay there all the time you're mm. going to make mistakes well, the, i suppose the idea is leader x to lean on other yeah. leader x's as well oh yeah and, and i think this is where um a lot of people have struggled because they've looked around a bit like being that kid again feeling like they're out in the cold and left out they're not looking around and seeing that there's there's loads of leader x's out there and actually let's come together and and yeah start a movement or oh, yeah talking big now <laughs> So when I talk about X-Gen, I mean um, right now they're probably around their 40th birthday. Maybe it's coming up in the next couple of years, right up to 50-year-olds. So they are the youngest of Generation X and they're the oldest of the Millennials. So just to be clear who the Millennials are, um, they're the guys who basically did all their growing up in the new millennium. So they think differently, act differently, because they were, you know, true digital natives. 
I'll also reference the boomers. So they are kind of like the parents of those millennials. They did all of their growing up in the 50s, 60s and 70s and really made their mark in the 80s. They were the grown-ups whilst uh, X-Gen were doing their growing up. And then, of course, there's the Gen Z. So they are the ones who are at the oldest. They're about 20 years old now. They are literally just entering their adulthood and their world and their views are completely different. And they're the ones who have been raised by X-Gen. In the book, Leader X by Lucy Barkas, you'll find a practical exercise to help you do your own team charter, which will bring clarity over what needs to be done and by who in your team. It'll also show you why you are different and how to utilize your unique qualities as Leader X and achieve results. Essentially, it will give you the courage and confidence to create new ways of working and create a high performance culture. Leader X is available on Amazon Bookstore or Kindle Download from March 26, 2020. And don't forget to listen to the other episodes of the Leader X podcast that focus on the values that Leader X has and how they will make the future of work great. Okay, so we're talking about how relationships make Leader X. And we've talked about how everything from the early years of their life brings into the board's experiences. Um, and we've just literally talked about how it's playing out at the minute and how Leader X is almost here to save the day. Yeah. So how is how how has Leader X been positively influenced to be a great leader through their relationships? Because they, they know what it's like to be in the cold, but also to be on great teams and in great uh, tribes. They then choose actively to choose teamwork. And what they focus on first and foremost, before they even start setting goals and setting objectives, it's about being really clear about uh, who, are, who are the best people? How can I help them do their best work and best thinking? What environment do they need to really thrive together as a group? Who do I need to be as a leader to help get the best out of people? And then once you've got that stuff sorted, then you can start talking about, right, who is responsible for what? What are your roles and responsibilities? So that everybody's just really clear on, you know, am I the striker or am I the goalkeeper? So everyone stays in their lane, but they know that actually together they're stronger. Because boomers didn't do that, did they? No, it's very much top down. Um, it was almost the old model was you are a team because you all report to the same line manager and then you just take instructions from them. Actually, a lot of the people didn't ever need to talk to each other and they didn't need to work together. Um, so, yeah, you were just sat in your booth or your workstation. And actually, when you come together, you know, we've all got different ideas and different experiences. So bringing that together, you can make a genius. You just got to be able to tap into that untapped potential of teamwork. Here's another reference for uh, <clears throat> X-Gen. The Matrix. Yeah. This is nothing to do with Keanu Reeves. No, no, but it's, uh, it is amazing how X-Gen are the masters of Matrix-style working. And what I mean by that is um, we're not really thinking about who my line manager is. We're thinking about who is the project lead for that project that I'm working on right now. And what I tend to see more in an agile and flexible world is that we can be part of multiple teams at any one time. So bringing together the, the best skills at the best time, contractors, freelancers, as well as established members of the, the team, and getting through that forming storming really quickly so you can just get the job done. How does Leader X see the people they're working with at the minute, or how should they start seeing the people they're working with at the well, minute? Well, they should see them as their equals. 
just because they are the lead or the sponsor or the the manager doesn't make them any more important. They just have a different role to do. So when you're in a team, you're all in it together and all equally valuable. So in theory, I like this idea that the, the team is made up of people, of skills, of attitudes. Yeah. Or even, I suppose the skills don't come into it straight away, do they? Well, no. Um, I would always rather have a group of willing, enthusiastic, passionate people who you can then train the skill. A perfect team would be that you've got a mix. So you've got the older, wiser, potentially even the boomers, who are then becoming the guides and mentors to the Gen Z or the millennials. So you're actually all growing and learning together. That would be my ideal. So even when I used to go down the park as a kid, because, you know, mum and dad were out working after school or whatever, and then we used to go down and people would come down from all different parts of the neighbourhood and we decided to have a game of rounders or a game of football or something like that. The way we almost selected or pushed someone into one particular role or all that kind of stuff yeah. was was even that then that was even what we were doing even yeah back you then. were learning the skills and actually uh, you know some of them might have been in high school some of them might have still been in primary school um some might have lived on one estate or the other and it didn't actually matter you just got the best people and put them in the best teams um and then you all had great fun it was See, awesome you did not get stuck in goal just because you were a bit tubbier than everybody else <laughs> it's not true that's what I felt happened to me half the oh, time. Oh, bless you. I know. <laughs> so LeaderX has, has gone through all of these things, uh, you know, to different levels, I think, as a mm. child, because you didn't necessarily have to be from a divorced family to now no, be LeaderX, but you saw it going on around yeah. you. So that's kind of influenced the way you uh, see people that you're working with and how you see them being useful to to changing the way the workplace is absolutely and yeah there's so many references um going back throughout our childhood where we've seen what happens what how the impossible can become possible when people join together and work together so thanks again for listening to the leader x podcast uh, as always, I'm happy to be on the end of an email, so message me at hello at 3wh.uk.com. That's the number three and the letters W and H. You can also find us at the Leader X Facebook page. Plenty of chat to go on there if you want. At any point as the podcast come out or I suppose suggestions for, for future issues as well that people I'd might be thinking that. about. Yeah. Yeah, let's build some relationships. Yeah. Oh, there we go. <laughs> At the end of the relationships podcast, we've got See it See what I did there? It's on Buzzword. I love that. Um, there is plenty more to come, though. We've already talked about autonomy and relationships and sort of gave you a general overview of what it is to be Leader X, but there are still more things to talk about. Uh, hopefully helping Leader X, if that's you realising you have all these qualities and that it is time to use them. Yeah, these guys are masters at bringing a sense of belonging because of the freedom that they now have in the workplace. We're talking more about that in the next episode and why we owe a lot to Martini. Fancy one now, don't you? (laughs) See you next time. And once again, thank you so much for listening to the podcast. Thank you for listening to the Leader X podcast. The Leader X podcast is a Gifted Gab production for 3WH.